This is the EWN Podcast Network. Whether you are at the end of your rope or have already let go and landed in a place you feel you can't get out, I will have you believing one thing. You can. Every successful person has faced an obstacle at some point in their lives. But the reason they overcame that obstacle, the reason they changed their life, was because they took the steps to change themselves and ignored any doubts they or anybody else had about them. An obstacle is just a temporary barrier to getting what you want. First, you have to face them. And we all need a little help from time to time doing that. I'm here to tell you that you can fix and rise above your problems and have the life that you truly deserve. Visit my site, fixandrise.com, to learn how I can support you in believing you can. Founder of Women Who Triumph, an opportunity for women all over the world and young people all over the world to know that, yes, they can triumph. And it takes those of us who have been somewhere and have been through some things to share our story. And for years now, Christine has lived through many obstacles. She has overcome things that most people cannot imagine. And when she saw how sharing her story was impacting other women, was allowing young people to know that they can overcome anything, she went to this route a way to reach the nation and share stories of women who triumph. So today, Christine, I am so honored to interview you as you launch the Women Who Triumph all over this country. So please, if you would start out by telling us some of your story. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Donna, for, you know, taking the time to interview me. I can't think of anyone that anyone better to interview me than you because you and I have a similar story. So I'm going to be excited. I'm excited to actually be interviewing you also in the upcoming week. Um, But women who triumph, the reason I came up with women who triumph is I want women to know that they're not alone in this world. A couple of years ago, it took me about a couple of years ago to really start telling my story to everyone. Because when everyone looked at me, they looked at me as if... You know, I had it together that I hadn't been through the firestorms that I'd went through. And I kind of thought the same thing about other women also until I started telling my story. And when I started telling my story, there were so many women that was that could relate that they had been through the same thing. So I want women out there and young girls to know that they're not alone out there to reach out to, you know, anyone and just start talking about, you know, what's going on in your life because you will be surprised of, you know, how many other women have been through what you have been through. So just reach out and, you know, tell it. But for me, how my my life started, you know, I was born in a very small community called Mohawk, West Virginia. 
And if anyone knows where Mohawk, West Virginia is, is by two ways. Either you were born and raised there or you have visited there with someone that was born and raised there. Uh, it's on the southern tip of West Virginia that borders Virginia and Tennessee. And it's a coal mining town. And, you know, I say I am like Laura Lynn. I am a coal miner's daughter. <laughs> and, you know, I am the oldest of three children. I have, you know, two younger siblings. Uh, I'll say their names, Troy and Arab. Both of them, the love of my life. And but, you know, my parents, when they raised us, you know, not knowing how poor we are and the poverty that we were in, they ne- we never knew it. They never showed it because, you know, the other community and the other people in their community, you know, we were all the exact same way. Um, but for my family, you know. We were poor. You know, they may have been some in the area that were not, um, but we were. I remember every day, pretty much, of my life of eating beans and potatoes. And to this day, I will not cook them in my home. <laughs> so, kind of, you know, kind of a little burnout, even though I can remember them being so good when I was growing up. But now it's like, no, I, I just cannot do beans and potatoes right now. <laughs> But, you know, meat, uh, a piece of meat, it was a luxury for our family. And it was a rare occasion that we would get a piece of meat. You can't remember on Sundays, which was the the best memories I can remember growing up. We would all gather as a family at my grandmother's on a Sunday and all the women would cook, you know, and it was like a feast on like a Thanksgiving feast every Sunday. So those were one of, you know, my childhood memories of growing up was just so fond of that. Um, But, you know, I grew up like that one song that states, you know, drinking out of a, you know, garden hose and your mom happened to holler at you when the, you know, because we never had no streetlights, you know, when it got when it got dark, you know, your mom hollered at you, you knew you'd come in (laughs) and everything. Um, But, you know, that time of my life of growing up as a coal miner's daughter in the poverty that I was in, that is my drive. That has always been my drive for my family. Um, You know, I grew up rough and I grew up poor and, you know, and I'm glad I did because I don't it would have made me the woman that I am today. But my life also started at a very young age at 13 when I became pregnant, you know, with my first child and with my first child, you know, having him. And then I married his father at age 14 and we had two more children you know, by the time that I had turned 18. But Donna, you know, this um, four years being married to him, it was actually hell for me. I cannot remember any other hell than those four years that I went through. Uh, When I first married him uh, at 14, you know, before that, you know, he never raised his voice to me. He never touched me. He never anything. But a week after we were married and, you know, uh, and I say, you know, there's men that hit women, you know, there's something wrong there. But with him, too, when he would hit me, it was means that he was, you know, doing drugs. He was on the he was on drugs. And that's when he would beat me the most. But I can remember that very first time. And I was beaten so many times. I can't even remember reasons why. There's, there's just some that pops out of, you know, of, of that time. But I can never remember why, because you being beat like 
like that, you always stand back and say, you know, you feel that shame. What did I do? I don't, you know, I didn't do anything. Um, But they had, you know, their reasons of why they wanted to touch you and beat you. Uh, But it was, but it was a week, you know, after we got married, he literally beat the crap out of me. You know, I would hide the bruises and, uh, but he would hit me where you didn't see bruises, where clothing, you know, I could cover it up with clothes. And he would even beat me if I put makeup on, you know, he, if I put makeup on or fix my hair or anything like that, that's how, you know, he would beat me for that. And, you know, I went through that, but, you know, I stayed, I kept saying, you know, I'm staying for my kids. I'm staying for my kids, you know, like so many women out there, they, you know, they think it's better staying there before the kids, but let me tell you, it's not, you know, let let me ask you this because I I want you to tell more of the story, but I want to just hit a couple of things that you've said. Now, one thing to say at, you know, back then, that you were pregnant at 13. That was already like a shameful thing back in in those days where, you know, to say I'm 13, I'm young and I'm pregnant. And then to say at 14 years old, married. Now today, even though it's still, you know, it seems like it's a common thing. It, It really should not be, but a lot of young people are getting pregnant at, mm-hmm. at, at early ages, but you don't really hear of someone marrying at 14. And I know, I know for myself, marrying young, that it's a way to cover the shame. Like I, I'm, I'm 13 and pregnant, but I'm married to the father and mm-hmm. I'm and having more children. So it's a way to cover that. But then to go into why are you hitting me? Why are you beating me? And I have these children and I'm already dealing with this and I've already grown up poor. And I'm really thinking that here's a way for us to have a life together, even with a 14 year old mind Mm -hmm. to think I can be a mother. And I think I can do this. Tell me what it was like to really experience that. And then when these hits start coming and you don't know where to go from there. Oh my gosh. I tell you, I tell you, Donna, I I felt so alone, um, you know, when I was pregnant, uh, even though, you know, my mom, you know, she had this front up, you know, being supportive and everything. And I know, you know, that really hurt her, you know, me getting pregnant so young and things, but I felt so alone, um, you know, being pregnant at that age at that time back in my son is he was born in 84 so back then it was not you know, heard of you know of uh, someone you know getting pregnant and giving birth to that that young and if it did you know everyone hit it but I'm going to be you know honest with you uh, with this and this was my feelings and this is my story and this is how I had felt with, you know, my community that I grew up in. I grew up in a, a very Christian oriented community um, that, you know, um, I felt judged. I felt uh, condemned, you know, at that age. Yeah. I felt ashamed, um, you know, and I know that they probably, you know, never meant anything. And, you know, like you said earlier, it just didn't happen back then. Um, but for me, you know, I just, 
you know, it was the support I'd say that got me through. It was my mom and was my grandmother that gave me that support. Uh, you know, those two women's, you know, stating, you know, it's okay because my mother actually also gave birth to me very young at age 16. Um, so, you know, it's um, so she knew what, we, you know, I was going through and getting married. You know, some people will would ask, you know, why did you get married so young at 14? Why didn't you just give your son up? I was like, that is my son. I'm not giving, you know, my son up. And then I'd have people asking, well, why did your mother, you know, have you let you get married so young? But, you know, my answer to that, Donna, I don't know why but i am assuming and you know what they say about people assuming is that we were so poor that i had actually brought another mouth in for my parents to feed and they couldn't afford it yes and so now you've gone into a marriage and again with a 14 year old mind because i really want women that are listening to this and young people that are, are listening to this the, uh, dis, the decisions that a young person and a, and a young female, and especially one who has, you know, given birth and then goes into a marriage at a young age and gives birth two more times. Mm -hmm. But our minds as young as young ladies and, and as young girls and, and even as young women, we have that mindset of get married, have children, have that wonderful family, that that picket fence in the house and. For the next thing you know to happen is being hit on mm. and being beat and wondering where do I go from here? That that that's where I, I want you to touch on that, which you did. Yeah. You said you were alone. Mm -hmm. You were you felt judged, condemned. Mm -hmm. And what those things lead to is I'm going to hide what I'm going through from everybody else. Because exactly. I don't want people to know what I'm going through. I want them from the outside to think everything is going on in the inside. And if they know or don't know, what would they be able to do? I'm in this and I've gotten myself into this. So kind of talk about that. Who was there for you and, and, you know, and how that um, far as anyone there for me, um, you know, I, all I'd have to say is my kids, because they were the only one that witnessed me being beat or abused. Um, you know, when I, th I think back and what brought me through it, because I would look at my kids and from time and time and just uh, and I know there's so many girls out there and so many women is thinking the same thing. They would just look at the, the you know, the children and think that they were they're the only ones that love me They're uh, you know, because why is this man that's supposed to love me sitting here beating me the way this, but, you know, just like, a you know, a dog don't even need to be beat the way, you know, some women are being beat and the way I was beat. Uh, but, you know, what got me through there was my kids. And finally, you know, what happened with me, I finally got tired of being beat because I, I woke up one day and, he, you know, he was beating me all day long. And this was happening in front of my kids. And I had gotten so numb to being beat that I was like, you know what, Lord, just take me on. You know, my kids will be okay. He never beat my children. You know, my mother-in-law will take care of my kids. I just can't do this anymore. 
And so I can remember him laying on the couch and taking a piece of fish and twine and actually trying to choke me. And then him going and taking a bow and arrow and actually shooting it at me. And my kids sitting there screaming. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, there is no way that I can allow my kids to be raised by this man. And they was fighting me. That was my kids that were bringing the fight out of me. And, you know, and I actually picked my children up and we went to the babies, uh, not the babysitter, excuse me, it's the neighbor's house. We didn't even have a phone. Went to the neighbor's house and I called my babysitter because she was the only one in Lincoln County when we had moved from West Virginia to Lincolnton at the, by this time uh, that I could depend on. So she came and got me and that's how I got out of that hell was, you know, telling someone else, I told my babysitter and, uh, you know, and, you know, made a better life for my kids and things like that. And Christian, I'm so glad you just said that because one of the things that I know that you are accomplishing through women who triumph is letting women know that you have to tell somebody Mm -hmm. there's somebody that can help you the shame of what's going on the 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 judgment the, the the you know people condemning is nowhere near as important as you getting out of there because there's no shame when someone is doing it to you because it's not something you asked for but so many of us will 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 be clothed with that shame that we will be afraid to tell somebody but you being able to run to that neighbor's house and saying, this is what's going on and I need help. And young people and women who are going through anything need to know that there are people who are going through this and somebody has to tell their story. And Women Who Triumph is just an amazing outlet. And I know over the next uh, several months and several broadcasts and even years, you will tell more and more of your story. And so I know that this is just an exciting thing. It is time for us to take a break so that the commercials can take place. But then I'm looking forward to you coming back and telling more about your story. So let's take a break. You all stay tuned. And Christine is going to come back because there is so much more that you have to hear. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. Are you ready to rise up and share all your greatness to the world? Stop playing small and settling for mediocrity? If so, then you need to join us at our eWomen Network Entrepreneur Conference and Business Expo in Dallas this year, August 3rd through the 5th. There will be hundreds of women entrepreneurs from all over the world waiting to meet you to share knowledge, wisdom, and even partnerships. Get ready to be coached by me and learn from other multi-million dollar speakers who will teach, inspire, motivate, and guide you to transform your thinking from small to big. And you can't beat the food and fun at our Saturday night dance party either. Look, no one makes it alone, so it's time to stop trying to be the COE, chief of everything, and step into your role as CEO. There is nothing like the eWomen Network Conference to bring out your genius and help you take action on living your dream. Register at eWomenNetwork.com.
Welcome back to Women Who Triumph with the amazing Christine Kozachuk. And what an amazing story she has. And what's so amazing is I, I know Christine. I know her as eWomen Network Managing Director for Charlotte area and region. I know her as one with her and her current husband own a um, over $100,000 business. And they are doing such great things. But her story is what brought her to this point. And her telling her story is what's going to really encourage others to get there. So, Christine, just a few more minutes, because one of the things I know when we have when we relive our story and we tell it to people, there'll be times on stages and and platforms that you'll be on where it will hit you so emotionally because you will relive it at the moment, just like you're doing right now. But it's those emotions that will let you know how great it is to triumph and to have overcome. So you had just told us how you had went next door and that you had got help. Share how important it is to reach out and get help. Oh, my goodness. You know, I, I wish I'd reached out a whole lot earlier than what I did. Uh, you know, even if my mother didn't know anything, um, uh, you know, that for the, the, the abuse and things, because like I his, you know, it was hidden. He would hit me in places where, you know, it uh, it never showed. And I'm sure that a lot of these women can relate to exactly what I'm saying. But, you know, reaching out and getting help was the best thing that, you know, that I had done. You know, my babysitter uh, at the time, you know, she was my angel. She was the person that, you know, came and, and you know, got my, me and the children and allowed us to stay with her. And, you know, and I would tell her stories and she told me, she said, I, you know, I already suspected, but she was an elderly lady and, you know, she didn't ask too many questions or anything, but she had already suspected, but it is so important. You know, you're not alone. Others need to know that they're not alone, that there, there are angels out there that will help you, will listen to you. And there are others out there that have been through the exact same thing that I had went through. And, you know, just reaching out to someone like myself and, you know, and we're here to help you. Uh, you don't need to go through that abuse. You don't need to be feel like you are, you know, lower than, you know, anything. Uh, you know, I guess what I would say, a lot of people say lower than a dog, but dogs, you know, to me, they're amazing uh, you know, human, I call them humans. So that's just me. <laughs> um, but, but there's, you know, you don't need to be beat like that. You don't need to feel less than anyone in this world because you deserve everything in this world that God has given to you. Everything. Yeah. And Christine, one of the things, and one of the things that, um, when people say they've been beat, there is also an emotional beating that women take. There is a mental beating that women take. And it's all beating you up or beating you down. And if you are one of those women, as Christine just said, reach out to someone. Reach out to Christine. She's been there and she's there for so many women now. And be sure, be sure to be on this rock, uh, this um, podcast women who triumph and hear the stories of women who have who have overcome and and who have triumphed and 
continue to hear the story that Christine has. She is an amazing woman. And I promise you, if you reach out for help, if you say you need help, if you are going through anything, again, you've only heard a portion of her story and over her her uh, podcast, she will be telling her story and she'll be telling more and more. And then you'll be hearing stories from other women. But the key is at this point, you can triumph. You can triumph and overcome anything. Just reach out and let somebody know that you need them or you need encouragement or you need a way out. And Christine is one of those women that you can reach out to. Again, I can't say enough about how amazing she is. And she now, again, has made her mark and she's done it because she is telling her story. So, Christine, go ahead and let them know, you know, how exciting this broadcast is and how it's just going to reach so many people and you want to touch their lives. Thank you, Donna, so much for interviewing me. And I'm looking forward to, you know, sharing the rest of my story. Um, you know, it's um, I look back sometimes at my life. I'm like, wow, you know, how did I do that? But you know what? With an encouragement and, you know, the willingness that you have deep down inside of you, you can create anything in this world that you want for yourself and your family. Because, you know, I share my journey with you today because I want to show young women that they do not have to settle with what society thinks they should settle with and can be powerful no matter what they're dealing with right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, again, it has been such an honor to interview you and I just look forward to listening in and to be encouraged by the women who have triumphed and for the amazing things that you will do across this country. Christine, you are a blessing. Thank you, Donna. Whether you are at the end of your rope or have already let go and landed in a place you feel you can't get out, I will have you believing one thing. You can. In life, we get to make choices. You choose the life you want to live. You get to say how it's going to go. We can choose to create a life we love, or we can choose to suffer. You have a say in how your life is going to go. First, you have to face them, and we all need a little help from time to time doing that. Visit my site, fixandrise.com, and receive a complimentary motivational ebook today.